Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to part three of the Stompcast. Uh, Michaela and I are chatting away about finances and I've really been learning so much uh, with this. I'm, I'm so fortunate doing the Stompcast because every guest I learn from and I always think, do you know what, I hope that's a really good metric. I'm certain it's a metric for the people listening and finding it helpful as well because I keep learning stuff and so I feel very lucky to be doing this job to be honest. Uh, you know, anyway, let's get, yeah. let's get into it. Um, I'd love to, in this third part, because we often think about like life lessons and stuff, I really like to kind of target that, those kind of key things you'd like people to come away from this episode from understanding. Of course, there's so much more to talk about, and that's why we really should get a copy of uh, the Money Edit, of course. Um, but let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, literacy, because I talk about emotional literacy a lot at schools and how important it is that we embed emotional literacy from a young age. Being able to put words, phrases, names, the things that you feel, and therefore, by knowing how you feel, you can know how to act and what to do. So what does financial literacy mean? And what are the main things that we should know about? Some of the words that pop up in my head are things like, like I don't know if this is what we mean by literacy, but that's what we'll learn, but things like ISAs and, and so on, and like savings accounts. Could you just give us a bit of an overview of why it matters and some of the things that we should know? Yes, financial literacy is like education, financial education. It's another word for financial education. And I think we spend so much time, of our, so much time in our life learning you know maths english science and sometimes you think with some of the subjects that we've learned how much of it did we actually put into practice in real life mm -hmm. but financial education is something that comes about in your day-to-day -day life whether you like it or not it's something that's going to be a part of your life so it's important that you can empower yourself with you know the right knowledge that enables you to act upon the right things that you need to do to achieve the goals or whatever you've set in your in your life so it's always great i mean i always say the the best thing is if you can learn financial education it starts from home okay but in reality that doesn't happen all the time because you've got parents who don't feel confident within themselves you know they haven't got the knowledge themselves to then teach the younger children and so people generally learn about the hard way but if you can the more people that are you know financially educated i believe the better choices that people will make within their finances and then the happier that people will be because when you do make good financial decisions it does lead to good feeling outcomes and when you make bad financial decisions like you you end up racking up a lot of debt without realizing or understanding the implications of it it leaves a really bad feeling. And particularly when we're talking about that mental health thing, 
uh, situation. It, you know, it's anxiety, stress, depression, burnout, the serious end of the spectrum, yeah. right? And we, again, going back to that point, not to label, we're looking at positive outcomes here, but, you know, financial stress is not, you know, number one cause in, in adults of, of worry you yes. know, and anxiety, is financial worry. So that's why, you know, fundamentally it's important. We want to be feeling good about it, don't yeah. we? So what are the main things that you would learn about? If you're going to go away and learn, you know, financial literacy, what are the, where would you start? You said from home, you know, what, what, what do you mean by that? And where would you start? Yeah, I mean, if you haven't learnt from home, you are living your adult life. Great things are books. <laughs> um, you like you, know, you like the one, you know, <laughs> the money edit. I've, I've put a lot in there. And over the years, it's been quite funny because since, you know, from ever since I've been, I've been in the industry, just shy of 19 years now. Mm. And I still get asked the same questions that I was asked when I was much younger. You know, what's the savings account? What's the best way to save? How do I buy a property? What age do I retire? What does a good retirement look like? These are so much of the, for, for me, is like a first language. But for many other people, it's like foreign. And so I was really adamant on making sure that all of those answers to those questions that I constantly get asked mm. are fueled in that book. Mm. You know, but there's, there's many other financial books as well available. And I think educating yourself that way, if you are a book lover, mm. Some people don't like reading, you know, so listening to podcasts. Yeah, well, hopefully I'm recovering a lot here. It's yeah. certainly a starting point. If I've learned a lot, I hope others will already as well. Listening to podcasts is a great way and you can do it in your own fun spare time, you know. So it might be that, you know, you're cooking your favourite meal and you're listening to a financial podcast mm. or you're listening to, you know, um, something that's got some financial information. And I think that's quite key because sometimes people see it as... Yeah as an onerous task to learn about money and learn about finances or they feel that it's just so overwhelming and, and above them and that's why I always think it's quite good to keep things in simple terms you know remove any form of jargon uh, and just just you know explain it in in a simple way that everyday people can understand and that's quite key but I think whatever way that you you get the best access to that information is the is is the best there's lots online as well that you've got lots available at your fingertips in terms of um i i want to say social media social media is quite great for little snapshots i'm always putting a lot of information out there you know in terms of this is what you can do this is what this is and and trying to be quite topical with what's going on as well your blogs and things yeah right? yeah, yeah. Um, and I do a regular column. So I think reading as much as you can, educating yourself as much as you can, and being open. Mm. Open to learning. Yeah, being open at, about at money. Any age, right? That, that is any a age. great way to learn about financial education. I think if you keep everything mm. closed and boxed in, mm. it's, it's very difficult to learn mm -hmm. because that's how many people learn about, you know, especially females, about beauty tips and things like that. You know, they'll go and ask a friend, oh, what? what's working for you mm. you know you've got smooth skin or yeah. Yeah. you know but nobody ever does that with with money you know, know. It's, an, it's a very good point that <laughs> people don't talk to each other about it yeah. even in the same family i mean like you know i i 
I, I t actually, I always tell people stuff about my parents and say, I hope they don't mind. Well, it's too late anyway, I told them. But, <laughs> you know, I think within our house, probably quite traditional, not talking about money and, you know, what things cost and, you know, mortgage and, you know, salaries, just never talked about. It was kind of like, oh, you know, that's private. You don't talk about that, even yeah. in the same kind of family. So yeah. perhaps it makes sense that people aren't as comfortable. But I guess, you know, you're going to go up to someone and say, oh, how much do you earn? What's this? But, but perhaps there are ways yeah. when people you know and your friends with, just kind of learning tips from each other. Yeah. Let's let's dive into a few um, kind of almost myth busting bits then almost or, or just like quick hits of things to, to, to understand. You know, I, I find it so funny is that we talk about different things and words and like I didn't know what they I think a lot of people don't know what to say what they mean. Like when we say like, like savings account, like an ISA, what is an ISA? What does that actually mean? Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean? An ISA is the, the acronym stand for individual savings account. Mm -hmm. And the term individual really points out that you can't have that account joint. It must mm. be in your sole mm. name, okay? Mm. That's the first thing. Another aspect of ISAs, or the biggest, most attractive thing about ISAs are the government incentives that's mm. attached to them. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people about ISAs. Think about ISAs as like, you've got a box, mm -hmm. and the box is what you want to put your money in. Yeah. But with an ISA, you get a nice shiny wrapper, mm -hmm. And that wrapper allows you to put £20,000 into that box mm -hmm. and it's tax free. Right. But when I say tax free, it's free of income tax, okay. which many people are familiar with. Yeah. Income tax in terms of what's taxed on your income. Yeah. And it's free of capital gains tax. Right. So capital gains is any disposable assets, any assets that you dispose of or anything that you sell, mm. there could be a tax. So like, a, you, like if, 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 if a pot of money grows loads, you might be taxed because it's grown loads, that, that kind of thing. Is that, yeah. is that what capital yeah. gains would work? Yeah. The thing I find confusing about that is that how does that actually work though? Because if you're, um, if you're say working as, uh, I'm using this example because I was a doctor, clearly I'm a doctor. I was you know, paid a salary from the NHS, I was taxed at the point of earnings. Yeah. How does that work with a um, with an ISA then? Like, oh, because because the um, interest that you earn on an yeah, ISA, yeah. or the interest you earn on any savings account, yeah. you could take that as a whole lump sum, yeah. or you could take that as an income. Right, okay, fine. So some people, again, you could use your savings if you have enough yeah. to derive an income for you yeah. to achieve financial freedom. Right, I see, I see. But then you'd be taxed on you'd big sums of money. Over and above, you get savings allowance. Yeah. So the government always gives you normally an allowance. Yeah. The allowance is anything over and above that amount, yeah. you will start to pay tax on. So when they say each year, what does that mean? So does it each so year each, you can put another 20 grand in? Yeah, each year runs from April to April. Right. So it's actually a tax year. So That's not January to December. The tax year, yeah. So it's the tax yeah. year that it runs from. And I always say, you know, when a new tax year, we've got two new years, so we've got <laughs> the new year that we're in. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, happy new year, happy new tax year coming. And well. then you have the No one financial. says happy new year tax year, do they? Sorry, no one says happy financial year, do they? But, they yeah. do in my world. Yeah, okay, and then, you've fine. Got the, then you've got the financial happy yeah, yeah, new year. Yeah, yeah, fine. But there's so much to take advantage of in yeah. that new year. Right. It's always great to do, you know, have a, again another review of your finances. That's a great point. Yeah. And that's actually this period of time when my book came out, yeah. which was quite key, you know, to to it, just looking at the different aspects of your finances and just making sure everything is in order. So if you be. if you'd been if you'd been if you were fortunate enough and say you had put the twenty grand in right and you've done twenty grand last year now it's coming up to April does that mean that the first or whatever the first official date starts does that mean you can put another twenty thousand pound in and that next twenty would also be for that year tax free so could you keep yeah. adding twenty you every year you could actually be adding twenty each year absolutely unless the government changes Change the policy. allowance amount. 
Fine. Um, and, and the important part about an ISA is you want to use it as more medium to longer term savings yeah. because most of the time if you take that money out, you can't put it back in. Yes. Because okay. the government will say, well, no, you've already contributed that 20,000. But right, there has okay. been changes recently that some accounts do actually allow you the option how do under they a track flexible that, how, how do you tra How do they track that you put the money in and when you put it in? They may or may not, is it? They're not this it's just a bit it. like a self-assessment if right, you are okay. self-employed. Right, yes. So you're meant to do the right thing. You yes. could get spot checked at any point in yes. time. And obviously um, do the right it thing. It is I an actual breach if you contribute you do, yeah, more than 20,000. Yeah. Um, just for goodness sake, make sure you do follow it yeah, correctly. Yes, so don't, don't um, sometimes, because you've got different types of ISAs as well. Yeah, this is where as my next question be. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? So, stock, so you've stocks got and cash shares, ISAs. Yeah, so you explain all that because it's okay, really so you've got cash ISAs, yeah. which is easy accessible. Right. So you can access your money generally at any time. Yeah. But then within cash ISAs, you've, that's also broken down into different sections. So you can have like an easy access yeah. cash ISA, or you might have a fixed rate bond ISA, where you put your money away for one year or two years, okay. and it's fixed at a certain interest rate, and yeah. you can't touch that money. Okay. And then you've got stocks and shares ISAs, which again has the 20,000 limit, yeah. but you're putting your money at risk. Yeah. So it's just to be mindful of that. You want to make sure that you're comfortable with risk. You want to make sure that you're happy to leave your money for the longer term. Yeah. And, you know, then you might want, want to explore something like a stocks and shares ISA. Okay. And that, and you generally, can you do that with the high street banks as well, as well as, because you have yeah, different, many yeah. of them, many of them operate on that basis. Some, some might not, but yeah, you know, stocks and shares ISA is available on mm -hmm. lots of robo platforms as well. Mm -hmm. So you can easily set them up. Um, with a pound, <laughs> you know, just like many other types of accounts. So it's quite easy, accessible uh, to, to get access to a stocks and shares ISA. But with, say for instance, you've invested, you can put 10,000 in a cash mm. ISA yeah. and 10,000 in a stocks and shares, right. and that's your 20,000. Right, so you could split it how you, you want can. to. But if you've put 20,000 in a stocks and shares ISA, you can't put anything into your cash and vice versa. If you, yes, okay, yes, yes yeah. sure, sure. So it's the allow, it's the total that matters, really, Absolutely. In, that, in, in that essence. And, and stocks then you've and got shares, lifetime ISA. A lifetime ISA as well. Which is the common, which is the common one that's quite, okay. you know, hip at the moment. Yeah. Um, that allowance is four thousand pounds. Right. But what does that mean, lifetime? You have to leave it in there for. No. So the lifetime ISA is specifically for people who's looking to buy their first home. Right. Or they want to use an ISA for a retirement pot. Okay. Okay, so it might be that you've maxed out your pension or you, you haven't got access to pensions and you want to just use a little pot of money yeah. that can help build that. But you can only put £4,000. Right. But it still forms part of that 20000 Right, okay. Okay, so, so it's divided down. You still, it would be as part of that 20000 yeah. But what but would be the bonus attached to okay, it as well? Okay, right. So you get the benefits? benefits. Okay. So there's a bonus attached. Again, you get another government bonus which gives you 25% on anything that you put in. Right, okay. Okay? All right. So you get 25% on everything that you put in. So for every £1,000 that you contribute, you get £250. Right, okay. Okay, and that's the incentive. And would you have to leave it in there for a long time then? Is that like yeah, your lifetime? Yeah, you can't touch it. Yeah. It's only for those two circumstances. Right. So it has to be that you're buying a first property. Yeah. Or you're using it for retirement. And so to sound very simple, is the hope that say you're gonna use it for retirement. Yeah. So if you're gonna put, say you put in 4,000 pounds each year, right into that, and you've got your 25% 
Is that right? 25%? Yeah. Yes, you've got yeah. your £1,000. So that's five, almost a five grand. Yeah. So that if you left it in there, are you more, is it because you're hoping the interest rate will be greater than inflation or whatever? So your money's be worth a lot more in 30, 40 years. Is that the kind of hope of it? Yeah, you know, uh, there's, there's been a lot of back and forth around lifetime ISAs and, you know, how great it is at helping people in this current economy. Because yeah. if you even look at house prices, saving £4,000 a year, yeah. you're going to need to save quite some time yeah, sure. to build up a decent enough deposit to buy a property yeah. for the prices that they are right now. Sure. So I think it is within, you know, the government's aware of it. Mm. Whether they make the changes, we don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, that is something. But on top of the lifetime ISA, even if you have maximised that, you can still put 16000 in either your cash yeah. Or your stocks and shares ISA to build to actually complete that twenty thousand. And the point being, the whole point of savings ISA is that there's interest rate attached to it, right? Is that, is that right? Interest rate if it's in cash. Yeah. And you have dividends right. if it's in investments. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like stocks yeah. and shares. Stocks versus, and shares. You'd so, get dividends as opposed to interest. So at the moment, inf the interest rates are higher. So say they're like four or five percent. I believe you put your money in your in your ISA. Say you put your twenty grand in your cash ISA you'd be hoping to achieve that 4 or 5% that the interest rate is each year. So it would grow by 4 or 5% each year. Well, you, you can't generally say that because interest rates are, because of inflation, what it is right now, and because interest rates are high, yeah. there's favourable rates. Yeah. But if the government gets their, back to their target rate of mm. 2%, mm -hmm. in the long term, you, it's unlikely that you can guarantee yeah. savings interest rates are going to be 4.5% yeah, every yeah, year. Sure. So you've got to kind of, that's where the reflection and looking at like what's going on right now, where yes. should my pots of it's money be? It's absolutely key. Never set a plan and just leave it for a right. long period of time right. because lots is going to change within the economy yeah. that could be of a disadvantage to you yeah. and your goals if you don't review it. So that's so why you need to have a plan. at least as a minimum, an annual review of your personal finances right. Is key. And how often you say that as a minimum? How how often would be optimum? Because what we don't want to do, obviously, is become so fixated with checking things all the time. Yeah, we want to yeah, live absolutely. life for living, and there's a balance and so on. And you can get you know too control like thinking of your goals. But like, how what would be a good you know balancing? Do you know what I'm checking it? You could because you could set in your diary, your calendar, like yeah, your iPhone, yeah. your Android. You can set calendar reminders. How often do you think you should have a check and a look at, at the plan, an overview of the plan? Ideally, I would say review have a monthly mm -hmm. financial date yeah. to review just your budgets yeah. just your incoming and your outgoings because that changes that's what I do are you proud of me Good. that's I'm what I do absolutely at the end of the month Abby don't I <laughs> at the end of the month well we don't we yes. <laughs> she's nodding when I say we yeah we have, have a look. dinner date have yeah. it have it with your partner you know yeah. have it over dinner or pizza whatever yeah. it may be that it seems less strenuous but review your incoming and your outgoings because there could be small changes there that yeah. Sometimes you can even take advantage of, sometimes you might get a bit more extra income one month and that can be put towards your goals, you know. So it's always good to review that or cost of living might increase and you think, well, actually, I'm spending a lot more now on food. Yeah. What do I need to do to change around my finances? So you always want to review that at least once a month. But I think at least once a year, yeah. review everything. Okay. Like, what's my savings interest rates, you know? What's my bills? Yeah. How much am I paying for my bills? Also looking at, you know, your mortgages and things like yeah. that. So you want to do an overall re review at least once a year. A kind of almost like a, I mean, 
imagining what I've been trying to do is imagining like as, as I do the business thinking of a business mindset of going like at the end almost at the end of the financial year you'd sit down and go right what has my costs been what money's come in what's gone out what tax has gone out what, what investment has there been? Like, really been looking matter of fact. Is that or, right? or I would say, yeah. as you being a doctor, yeah. it's a bit like saying I'm doing my annual health check. Yes. Health and order. I just want to. So you've got, a, you've got a spiky stick attacked to you, but you managed to brush it aside. I just want to make sure, you know, my health's all in order. Um, there might be some things that I don't see yeah. you might want to speak to, you know, a, a specialist and so on and so forth. But overall, You've really, but each month you kind of, your benefits is like taking your supplements and making sure that everything's kept yeah. up to speed as it should be with your financial yeah. health. But then doing that annual health check. Yeah. But yeah, you could look at it as a business as, as well. Uh, just aspect. having you know, whatever <laughs> mindset kind of helps you look at it and review yeah. it. So as we're drawing to, to, towards the end here, what would be kind of say three of your like main takeaway tips? So someone who's going, right, I'm gonna start you know, I'm going to start, you know, having a money mindset and thinking about money and financial health. What would be kind of three tips to start off with that someone could take away? Yeah, get a financial journal. So it could be a blank notepad, could be your computer, it might be an app that you want to keep track of things, something that you can look back on and be proud of yourself, you know, and congratulate yourself and say, you know what, I have made that change after doing this. Yeah. But the only way to see that is if you have actually reflected and put that pen to paper. Absolutely. You can use that same journal to write down your goals. Yeah. And it's physically that. there. I love um, that. If you want to go as far, set something like a vision board. Yeah. You know, so you can clearly see you're bringing these goals to life. Yeah. You're, you're constantly motivating yourself. So that could be like a wedding, if, you, if you're working towards a wedding, goal, yeah. a funding wedding, it could be photos of it a wedding destination. It could be photos whatever. of the wedding. A house or a house. Yes. And, you know. <laughs> it kind of reminds me when I was actually working, um, as I, I've mentioned this story before, but when I was, uh, you know, revising as a med student, I wanted to work in King's College London. Uh, so I had a photo of King's College London there. Yeah. And you look at and go, That's I'm going to work in there. And then and you it did. reminded me. And I, and I got there and, <laughs> and I worked there. there. And, I, and I really always think back to that and think, do you know what? That really did help me. Because yeah. you're like, oh, why am I doing this? And you are going to have times like you when are. you're revising, you like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Uh, and then you look at it and go, oh, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. so that's a great one. So, so that, the, that, yeah. that's one. And then... Next, having that clear picture of where you are right now. Yeah. That's really important because I always say when you're stepping out on a journey and you tell the satnav where you want mm. to go, the first thing the satnav wants to find out is where you are right ah, now. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> if you don't know that's where so you are, it's very difficult to say, right, I'm now going to map. This is where I'm going to go. Oh, do you know what? That is a, such a great analogy. <laughs> that is such a great analogy. Damn it, that's good. <laughs> That's so good. I love a good analogy. And that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've got to know where you are right now. Most people are walking around their daily lives and they don't know where they are financially. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't opened those debt letters yeah. or those red letters. Mm. They don't know how much debt they've got in place. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing is just recognising where you are. And it doesn't matter if, you know, you're far from where you want to be. Mm. And I think that's what's really important. Mm. Um, it's having that belief system that, you know, with the goals and with everything else that you've set, that you can achieve what you've set out. So I think the third and final step is taking action. Because once you've done all of that work behind the scenes, 
you've got to put it into yeah, practice. That's so true. And, and it doesn't have to be big things. Yeah. And that's what I try and let people know. It's small things that you do every day yeah. that affects what your financial future looks like. It's the little things of it's each day. It's the little, little steps that you make. It might be that, you know, you're cutting back on one pound a day. Yeah. So yeah. I normally, if you go out for lunch and you normally spend, you know, 10 pounds for your lunch, it's yeah. challenging yourself. Can I do nine or yeah. can I spend eight? Yeah. Because that pound or two pounds every day, it, it mounts up. Well, it's like the example I said about the alcohol. I mean, yeah thousands and thousands of pounds and I was drinking probably two nights a week going out for drinks and stuff maybe three sometimes you know and that money's added up to a lot of money over yeah. a year it's a lot of money you think it's you so think true. of it like even if you said like you know 50 pounds a week or 40 pounds a week saved which I know is a lot of money but if you imagine yeah. that over a year it becomes a really big amount yeah. of money yeah doesn't it really yeah. it adds up so yeah. take action because I guess you know sometimes if we're all honest with ourselves we forget sometimes that doing nothing is doing something so yeah. doing nothing yeah. is going to continue taking the action you're so already true. taking but that. if you take an active action yeah. you're taking action on what you want to do you're moving away from your current reality aren't you yeah there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So just to finish off, we're going to do our health fact of the week, which I think might be a health financial uh, fact uh, of the week. Um, so I'll have a read of it and let's see what we think. So <laughs> if you uh, feel like change isn't possible for you, then remember this health fact. The entire surface of your skin is replaced every month, which put another way means you have about 1,000 different skins in your life. So if you want to, wow. <laughs> if you think if you've got the mindset <laughs> of negativity that. around money, then you can have a different skin basically and work through a thousand different skins in your life. That's quite a, that that's quite so a good fact. True. I love that these kind so of health true. facts, you know. Yeah, where you are right now is not a true reflection of where you will be in five, ten years from now. Wow. Well, I think that's a brilliant way to end uh, this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this walk. It's been absolutely Thank fantastic. You. I've learned so much. And you know what? It, it is so true. And, and, you know, I'm going to take away some of the tips that you said as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to dive into this book, which uh, I, I claimed off you as soon as you did. I was like, I'm going to have this book off you. So thank you so much. So make sure You're you welcome. do get a copy, guys. And also, um, we'll leave uh, some links in the show notes, some support services as well, because, you know, as I said at the start, the reality is people are going through a difficult time. Please don't feel that, you know, you're alone. 
alone, don't give up hope. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a financial expert, not to give anyone advice at all, but I do want to say, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. Don't give up hope, there's always hope for a better day. And, and on the positive side, you know, I think it's exciting that, you know, if you take control of something, like your breathing, you know, with mindfulness, you take control of your breathing, you can make a real change. So, brilliant, thank you everyone. We'll see you all on behind uh, the Stompcast. We're gonna be delving into some of the top tips we're gonna uh, do. I'm gonna hear from the girls as well that are with me and see what they think about, you know, this conversation, but also some of the actionable tips we can take away so yeah see you over there you can subscribe to uh, behind the stomp cast on apple Podcasts. you can do a free trial for a month and if you're enjoying it stick around great anyway happy new year to you all see you again on the next episode goodbye Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.